The Christian life can only be lived by those who have received all they need through the merciful provision of Jesus as Savior and Lord. He is the bread of life. We live as we feast on Him and His truth. I'm glad you have joined the radio ministry of the Bread of Life today. This is a listener-supported program sponsored by the International Outreach Ministry of Church Partnership Evangelism. To learn more about our overseas ministries or our work in our community, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. The famous preacher and essayist of the last century, A.W. Tozer, once wrote that it is impossible to encounter the presence of the living God and it not be a violent experience. God is a God of upheaval. He throws off our comforts in His presence so that we may find all of our security, all of our comfort in Him, in His holy presence. You get this? The holy otherness of God, the potent purity of the infinite and moral beauty of God was terrifying to those who encountered it. It left them trembling. It drew them into a state in which they felt their own moral degradation and their absolute physical ruin. They either passed out in a dumbfounded fear or they cried out in agony before such a terrible and awful discovery of God's holy otherness. How do we apply this? How do you apply it? Before you come near to God with breathy whispers of your admiration for Him, before you give to God your sparkling and shiny praise for His performance in your life, consider who you're before. The brief flash of revelation of His unlimited and incomprehensible concentrated holiness will one day set the earth and the universe on fire with a melting and purging fire. That day is coming. It won't happen because God gives them extended vision of His holiness, but God will just expose all of creation to just a ray of that holy light, and everything will be ignited in a purifying flame. I think some trembling, some fear, some anguished awe should be inserted here. And if you're not capable of it, I suggest you ask God to reveal himself to you as holy. Tozer said that no person could catch the glimpse of the holiness of God and it not be emotionally violent. So shake for a moment. Shake off all your petty pride. Shake up all your self-interest. All the concerns that have garnered and kept control of your life would melt away in the presence of an all-holy, a God who alone is holy. Even those things that disturb you as you seek to honor Him and glorify Him, those things that distress you because people are not responding the way you think they ought to respond or people are not appreciating what they think they ought to appreciate or people's political perspective is not leaning towards the way that you think leans towards righteousness, whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm telling you, Put yourself in the presence of a holy God and all those things will become less of a concern for you because you'll be overwhelmed by Him and Him alone. You'll stand before Him in wonder and in awe. You'll recognize that the one thing is required in that moment is to give Him reverence, to praise Him. And so, 
Let your concern be for him alone. Now you are nearing the meaning and purpose of the universe. It is all about being beneath and before and under this Holy One in awe and praise and wonder. Shake, tremble. There is a flippancy that has got hold of the Christian in in our day and age. I appreciate in this day and age that there has been a greater concern on theological truth, but as individuals think that they've got hold of it, and they think that they've got the right line of theological truth, they've actually become not humble but arrogant. I know these things. I've captured these things. I'm above this individual, that person, my friend. Theology is God's thoughts. It's thinking God's thoughts after him. You think God's thoughts after a holy, awesome God? You don't exalt yourself. You abase yourself before him. God says, I dwell in a high and holy place and in a humble and contrite heart. Some shaking, some distress is in order here. But I do want to remind you that in gentleness, this God who is so awesomely holy has come to you to confer upon you who have believed in his son Jesus Christ something of his own holy otherness so that you can abide with him and so that he can abide in you. And this is what I want to talk about in the days ahead. We don't have the time to discuss it right now. How is it possible that God can do this? How is it possible that God can in any way confer from this holy, awful terribleness that himself, a measure of holiness that allows me to be in his presence? We'll have to consider this more, but only let me just say this to you right now. The only thing that can be in fire and not be destroyed is fire. The only thing that can be in the presence of fire and not be destroyed is fire. Here's how God's angels are able to be before His holy presence. Hebrews 1.7 says this of God's angels. He makes His angels winds and His ministers flames of fire. It is as if God confers upon His angels. This is what makes them holy. God confers upon them the capacity or ability to be little, mini tornadoes of God's own holy fire. And wrapped around in that fire and conferred upon by that fire, they're not consumed. He makes them holy so that they can be with Him and not be consumed. Ezekiel saw God in that tornado of fire that we referred to coming out of the north, that whirling fire and flame. And then after that, Ezekiel tells us in verse 5 that out of that fire, he saw coming out of the fire four angels that were like burning coals. And these angels came to make known or share before him their awesome worship of God, expressing the holiness of God. Now, isn't that interesting? These holy angels come out of the fire of God's own presence. Ezekiel says, I saw a vision of God, this whirling fire. And then out of the fire came four burning coals, angels. They're burning with the holiness of God that God has conferred upon them. And they share with Ezekiel and with us something of their worship before the throne of God. Well, what about ourselves? What about the person who has put their faith in Jesus Christ as Savior? Well, at Pentecost, Jesus poured out upon us the Holy Spirit. God poured the Holy Spirit out into the believer at that time and said that this gift that he poured out was not only for them, but for everyone who would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as their witness. That means us. 
And the Spirit came into them as the living presence of Jesus Christ in His people. And He came into them, and He comes into them, and He came into us who have believed in Him, and He comes into us in the transforming grace of fire. He brings into us the conferred holiness and otherness of God which should repel us from Him, but now invites us to remain in His presence. But the awe, the terrible, awesome awe that should be ours before Him. Even these angels that burn in the holy fire of God's own confirmed holiness still cover their eyes and their feet and are unsettled and cry out indescribably, inconceivably other, inconceivably other, inconceivably other. And so like them, we are invited into His presence. We are made flames of fire as well. We are to remain before Him, but in awe and worship. The terrible and awesome awe that is to be ours. And oh, with what care then we should take this fire that He's lit in us and live it out before the world as we burn for Jesus Christ in the world in which we live. And that's why we have to pursue holiness. We have to pursue letting God continue to keep in our hearts alive the flame of His own holy presence so that we can enjoy that presence and so that God by His own presence within the church and within our lives might burn before the world. That men might learn to hold Him in awe above everything else. Listen, Jesus was called a friend of sinners. How wonderful and He was. We should be too. Let me tell you what these friends knew. They knew Jesus is our friend. You know what else they knew? And we're sinners. We're not like him. There's something wholly other about this one. Now Christ has conferred upon us this witness in the world. We're to be before them loving and gentle as God came to us loving and gentle. But we are never to abandon in their presence the awareness that we are not only before them, but we are before a holy God, and we are before that holy God, fires, fires to express His own holiness. This is our purpose, to be holy in His presence. This holiness should cause us to collapse in praise. God is too much for us. Only give him reverence and consider the sacredness of the one who is and what he has given to you. And hold on to this holiness against the flippancy with which we so often bounce through our days with no thought of God but to give him some wink and nod of appreciation. God is holy. If you trusted and believed him through your son, he's made you holy. You forget it. Don't forget it. Live in it. Learn to pray this way. Fire of God, burn deep within me. Burn out the impurities of self and sin. Burn off these ropes of self-conscious vanity. Set me free to be before you a holy flame burning with your Holy Spirit made to be holy before you in wonder and awe. Soon, O oh God, heaven and earth will flee away at the unveiling of your holy presence. 
but we who know you will remain there enjoying the life you've given us. The life-giving flame of your Spirit within us will bide forever and by your grace we will be before your face enjoying you. And oh, how now we desire to live in this holy presence and holy for you and how this world needs to see something of your holiness so that they might learn to cry out for your mercy. God, let us shine. Dear God, let us shine something of that holiness, that otherness that belongs to you alone. And we'll give you glory. And we'll give you praise. You are so holy, other. glad you listened in today to the Bread of Life. We're introducing this radio ministry differently now. We're presenting it primarily as a listener-supported ministry for the International Outreach Church Partnership Evangelism. You can learn more about this ministry, which has expressions in well over 50 countries, by going to our local Missions Fellowship website, breadoflifeboise.org, or you can go to cpeonline.org. If you've enjoyed this program through the years, let me encourage you to consider donating to its broadcast. Your donations will also help us in the work of evangelism, discipleship, and church planting that we've been pursuing for the last 30 years. Until our next time together, may God bless you.